Welcome to the Fan Fiction Club. What fan fiction will you be listening to today? This one is for ARMY. For we are listening to a BTS fanfic. The name is called The Bulletproof Host Club. And it's by Nazaris on Archives of Our Own. This story was published on March 9, 2017. And the last time it was updated was September 25, 2020. It has 99,267 words. And it has 21 chapters. Let's begin. Yungi was going to die here, right here in this hallway, dragging his feet along and searching forever until they crusted it and fell off. The man who died as he lived, tired and without a moment's rest. The door was coming up wasn't the entrance to a library. It was to a music room. His suffering was truly never going to end. He managed to find five whole libraries in his ugly ass school. And every last one of them had been filled to the brim with obnoxious rich people. Libraries were for silence and for napping. They were not to be infested with tea parties and butlers and fancy cake. In fact, down with cake. He'll never eat a cake again if it meant. The music room was quiet. As he approached the door, Yungi had expected to hear a noise coming from the other side. But he heard nothing. Placing his hands on a heavy handle, he opened the door. He pushed it slowly. Maybe the door was soundproof and he was going to be assaulted by the barrage of noise when he made it inside. These things are made of some of the most expensive and most heavy kind of wood in existence. If he wasn't so busy hating everything that this academy stood for and every single creature that lurked within his walls, he would spend all his free time just admiring the architecture and interior design of the place. But he did hate this school. And all he wanted was some peace and quiet. And when that's all that seems to be on the other side of the door, he felt relief at long last. Stepping inside, the first thing he saw was a massive piano. As the door shut behind him, he was hit with the memories of his childhood for a vivid moment. With the feeling of piano keys crunching dissonance beneath his fingertips and the feeling of a wooden bench turning his butt numb. He was smiling to himself, shaking his head at the sudden influx of memory when he happened to look to the left. Welcome! Came a chorus of voices in perfect unison. Yuki jumped in surprise, 
managing to contain himself enough that only the back of his heels lifted off the ground. And suddenly, someone tall was lunging toward him at full speed. There was hair flying everywhere and a lot of bouncing, and within moments, a boy's nose really close to his face. <coughs> you guys, the tall boy shouted. His voice was deep. It's a boy. He had to look and gesture down toward Yungi as he spoke. And for no reason at all, Yungi felt a spike of irritation. He didn't usually get agitated about his height. But something about this guy made Yungi want to push him over. And then the boy's words registered. What does it matter, Fama? That never happens. Came another deep voice. From somewhere behind the first tall boy emerges another one. Who was even taller. What the hell? Were these guys made in a factory or something? And all of a sudden, Yunki was being ambushed. He's been too distracted by the first guy to notice the apparent trillions behind him. He thought that someone randomly carrying a magnifying glass while dressed like a detective. While on school ground, on the first day, after hours, might be something to pay attention to and question. He wasn't ready for the others. Wow, how'd you find out about us? The one just like a race car driver stared at him easily while he waited for a response. As if what he wasn't wearing wasn't ridiculous. As if his arm was sunk over someone just like a police officer. You're the scholarship kid. This one was just like a doctor. He was tall too. Like the detective and the cop and the bellhop guy. Yuki had just met these people and he was already sick of it. Four tall people in one room was unnecessary. Very. Yeah, you can tell by the way he's dressed. At least this one was Yuki's height. Even if he was an asshole. What was he even supposed to be? A person with an office job? A regular person? Were these people so rich they had to dress up as normal people for their costumes? I read about you. It was Bellhop Guy, staring at Yungi with a focused, unchanging expression. You're the first kid to get into Big Hit on a scholarship in all of his history. You transferred here in your second year. Wow. Detective got eyes for sparkling with too much interest for Yungi's liking. You're like a superhero. You're like an Avenger, the doctor with his licensed medical opinion. You're like Black Widow. No, he's like Iron Man. The police officer once spoke up for the first time. He's the smartest. Bruce is smart too. Yeah, but he turns into an angry avocado. I don't think the scholarship boy can turn green. The detective one turned to Yungi and put his magnifying glass over his eye. Can you turn green? He waited for an answer like it was a legitimate question. Yungi just stared at him. Okay, well, if you ever want to be green, just let us know.
And then he turned back around and joined an argument. Yungi considered letting them know that the scholarship program was only introduced this year, so he didn't have to be a superhero to get it. But he saw a better opportunity to get the hell out of there. So while they continued to argue, he started to back away slowly. No, wait! The detective got spotted Yungi just as he was putting his hands on the door handle. He started bounding over to him. You can't leave yet. You haven't chosen your host. My what? Like Yungi was a parasite. Oh, sorry. Detective Boy shook out his hair. Stood straighter and cleared his throat ceremoniously. Welcome to the Bulletproof Host Club. How may we help you today? Yungi Blanche, host club. He took a second look around the room. And suddenly, the outfits started to make more sense than they should have. Yungi had always thought host clubs were supposed to entice girls. These get-ups just look ridiculous. I am the prince of this club. Detective Boy took a bow. Kim Taehyung. He took Yungi's hand in his like he was going to kiss it. And what's your name? Yungi took his hand back. I just wanted to do my homework in a quiet place. Min Yungi came Bellhop Boy's voice. He adjusted his glasses when Yungi turned to glare at him. His name is Min Yungi. Why do you know that? Yungi moved away from Taehyung to a place less crowded by such a large presence. You're famous. Everyone has at least heard of you, even if they don't know your name. Taehyung just followed after him and looped an arm around Yungi's neck. Yungi almost asked Taehyung to squeeze the arm until he passed out, so that he didn't have to deal with this. but he restrained himself. If nobody knew your name, Namjoon would still know your name. Namjoon knows everything. He's number one at our school. Yoongi ducks out from Taehyung's arm and was somewhere out of reach. Taehyung just trailed after him and kept blabbing. If you're not into the prince type, that's fine. We have a whole arrangement of eligible young bachelors for you to choose from. He sounded like a radio commercial. Nam Jun is our cool intellectual. Ladies love a man who could do long division. Nam Jun looked like he wanted to be anywhere but here during his speech. So did everyone else, actually. But nobody stopped Taehyung. Next up is Suk Jin. I forget why the clients like him, so I'll just move on. It's because I glow the benevolent light of the moon, you fuck. Taehyung laughed, but he continued to ignore Sokjin as he spoke. The cutie pie in the office shirt is Jimin. Jimin, apparently, waved. Due to his earlier comment about the way Yoongi was dressed, Yoongi chose to firmly ignore the fact that when Jimin smiled, he didn't look like the dick that he was. He is the love of my life, my other half, my little being, 
Love Pondas miss y'all. <laughs> With each compliment Taehyung gave him, Jimin struck a pose. Mon petit raspberry. Jimin poked his cheek. The Romeo to my Juliet. He stuck his butt out. The potato to my potato. He cupped his hands to a V-shape under his chin. The wind beneath my wings. All right. Enough. Okay. Take him move on immediately. Completely on phase. Jimin is super gay with J-Hope. They get drunk customers a lot because the girls like to watch and try not to make out with each other. They failed, but that's off records. If the girls found out, they would literally explode. Jimin was looking down at the floor in embarrassment when one of the other guys Taehyung hasn't introduced yet went over to him. Race car man. When he draped the leg over Jimin, cupped the side of his neck to lean in. Yoongi looked away quickly. What the hell? So, when you say gay for each other, Yoongi had to work very hard to keep from staring at the area of the room where the two of them were tangled. All the nefarious sounds he could hear crystal clear without context were not helping. Homo sexual? When boys kiss boys? When girls kiss girls? When two people the same job? I know what gay means. I know. Yungi said in the cocktails are wisecracks. I just. You're allowed to. He waved a vague hand. Gay? And all at once, the energy in the room shifted. The inappropriate wine from Jimmy's side of the room stopped. Several people in the room straightened. It got real quiet. And when Taehyung spoke next, his voice was more serious than it had been since he started talking. We're safe here. We're allowed to be whatever we want. Yoongi was struck by the look in Taehyung's eyes. Up to that moment, he hadn't noticed how striking Taehyung's eyes were. How striking all of his features were, actually. Yoongi had never seen eyelashes that long in all his life. J-Hope's real name is Ho-Sok. We call him J-Hope because he makes us all happy. The serious energy in the room had changed. So what Taehyung said about J-Hope had a ring of a statement to it rather than a teasing tone of the other's introduction. Like Taehyung believed what he was saying was fact. Like the rest of them believed it too. The look on all the faces suggested that maybe they did. And last but not least, Taehyung gets the brother to the one dressed as a cop. His tone is back to teasing. Our baby. Our baby. The baby. And then Yoongi had to stand helplessly as they all ooh and ah cooed at the baby. Excuse me, at the baby. While actually pinching his cheeks and patting him on the chin. The only reason Yoongi didn't just turn around and leave was because the supposed infant whose name he still didn't know, looked even more mortified than Yugi felt. It was 
kind of cute actually. Yungi couldn't tell if they were teasing him because they couldn't help themselves or because it was so much fun to do. It looked like fun. Yungi shook his head. This place was already getting to him. As soon as he finished that thought, he made direct eye contact with J-Hope. And then J-Hope winked at him. From all the way over where he was standing with his cheek pressed to another person's face. Yungi had never backed away from anything so fast in his life. He had to leave right now. Immediately. Where was the door? Where was it? He had to duck his face so no one could see him blushing. He could hear voices directed at him coming from behind. But all he wanted was to leave. Which is why he didn't quite sense the table slightly to his left. Or the face that was on top of it. Or that he bumped into it. All he heard was the crash. And immediately he froze. And one billion years of silence later, Yungi felt an arm wrap around his neck. A hand pat him twice on the peck. And then a familiar rude voice. Now you done it. Came Jimin from beside his ear. We tried to warn you. That vase cost eight billion won. We were gonna auction it at the estate sale this weekend. Yungi physically felt his mind shut down and stop functioning. 80 billion one. 80 E I G H T Y. How many hundreds of thousands were in a billion? And 80 billion? His head started to spin. You definitely can't afford that, can you? That was Sokjin's voice. Yunki thought Sokjin was nice. He should have known that he wasn't nice. He should have known someone that handsome couldn't also be nice. <laughs> the state sales sponsored by the academy so he won't be able to escape the penalty for destroying the vase even if he never come back to this club. No, Sokjin was nice. Namjin was a dick. A dick who wouldn't stop talking. Like an engine that ran away with itself. An automatic dick. And since my family owns every airline in the nation, you won't be able to leave the country without knowing about it. He gave Yungi a cold smile. But you want to do something like that? Yeah, Yungi said dryly. Do I possess a moral fire that completely disregards my mistreatment of others? They got Namjoon to shut the hell up. Yugi couldn't even stay with a small clamp of his mouth shutting because he was too busy melting down. It's okay. I have a solution. Taehyun jumped in front of the pile of broken glass with his arms wide on either side of himself. You can be our errand boy. Yeah! <laughs> Jeho wrapped the arm around Yugi from the other side, over Jimin's arm. You get to play with us for a while longer. And then he gave Yungi a look. A small smirk that suggests he knew exactly why Yungi had tripped all over himself in the first place. Yungi ducked out from under the ten of arms around his neck. Okay, I'll do your errands and work off my debts.
Taehyung and some other person cheered. Everyone else in the room reacted too, but Yunki couldn't really pay attention. J-Hope was staring. His eyes were just way too suggestive. Yungi looked away and cleared his throat. When do I begin? Yungi hauled his plastic bag further up his arm as he shuffled into the music room. He was even more unimpressed than he's been earlier. Now adding throbbing feet to the list of things he had to recover from when he got home later. The host club, Yungi insides clenched in distaste was in its full pervasive swing. The music room filled with more girls than Yugi had ever been around at any given time. His new overlords were sectioned off in various parts of the room, each surrounded by a horde of girls who seemed far more interested in them than Yugi could fathom. They were just smelly boys, same as him. Their being rich didn't change that, but whatever. Take a feed perfume, he guessed. He put the shopping bag down irritably. He never asked when his club shit was over. He didn't want to walk over and try to act so in case he was swallowed whole by the mess of people. He flopped down in the armchair and immediately began melting into it. God, this was comfortable. What was it made of? Yungi rubbed at the material. So soft. Probably silk. Or human skin. He hated rich people. Uh, Aaron boy. It was Young's voice. Yungi squeezed his eyes closed. He definitely hated rich people. Hauling his carcass out of the chair, he made to the following direction that he thought Taehyung voice was coming from. And on his way there, he happened to get an eyeful of a Namjoon that he had never met before in his life. He was talking to a girl who was looking up at him like he invented oxygen. And Namjoon was looking down at her. Well, not like a douchebag. He was staring at her attentively and nodding his head. Yuki got close enough as he walked by to catch traces of their conversation. That's right, we should have a new issue of the magazine out next week. And as promised, there is a centerpiece of Jimin. It is his turn after all. Namjoon smiled and twin dimples appeared in his cheek. Yuki didn't know demons could have dimples, but he supposed it was just another mystery of the universe. I can't wait until it's your turn again, Junie. Junie. <laughs> Yungi laughed. When Nanja eyes flicker over to him, Yungi looked away and started walking faster. Namjoon's family probably also on a satellite in space that could shoot a laser directly into Yungi's skull on command. When he made it to Taehyung's table, he did his best to keep the annoyance out of his voice. Maybe lasers to the skull wouldn't be so bad after all. You rang, your majesty. Ooh, I like that. You may continue to refer to me as my majesty. Shifting momentums completely, Taehyung gestured to the girl sitting beside him on the couch. 
Marlene here can lick her elbow. Show him. You don't have to lick your elbow if you don't want to. That wasn't a sentence Yunki ever imagined himself saying. No, it's my talent, the girl replied, shrugging. And then she gave her elbow the most embarrassed lick Yunki had ever seen. He couldn't help but feel a little impressed. Okay, most people can't do that. She gave another shrug. Maybe she was feeling self-conscious because Yungi was a stranger here. You're really cool. You're really cool. When Yungi smiled, she looked away. And then Yungi watched as her ears started to turn pink. Isn't she cute? Before Yungi could say anything, Taehyung moved on. Anyway, I need you to bring the tea from the back room. Don't spill anything or you'll have to clean it up. Ugh, what dickheads. Yungi spun away and walked in the opposite direction of Detective Dumbass. When he spotted the rubbed plants that divided some parts of the room from the rest, he headed towards them. Placing his hands down on the marble once he was somewhat hidden from sight, he focused on calming himself down. He didn't know how much more this he could take. Under any other circumstance, he wouldn't let people speak to him like this. He didn't follow orders, and he certainly didn't bring people their fucking tea. But now he had a massive debt to work off, and he didn't have a choice, and he hated not being able to tell people to fuck off. It was his only real joy in life, and they had it taken away from him. Huffing out of breath, he went on his way to fetch the tea. Hey, Yugi stopped in front of the door to the back room. To his right was Sokjin, looking up at him with the most beautiful eyes Yung has ever seen. Objectively. They're only teasing, you know. They're all huge nerds and they like you. If they hurt your feelings, just let them know and they'll stop. You're about to have a voice here. I don't think you assholes want to hear what my voice needs to say. Yungi was expecting a flash of anger in Sokjin's eyes, but all he got was a smile. Try us. Yungi let it fly. This damn party is ridiculous. None of you match. You're just like a freaking doctor. Yungi jabbed his hand at him. What does that even have to do with anything? So I can nurse the girl's heart back to hell. Mwah. Sokjin winked before blowing him a kiss. Yugi stood gaping disbelief for a few seconds, and then he opened the door so he could go and fetch the goddamn tea. Was that all they did here? Was that all they did? Just wink at people until inaccurate puns. Drink stupid tea and wink. He came out of his internal rant to find himself remembering the reason that he walked in the room in the first place. The back room appeared to be a kitchen. If kitchen were made of silver and gold, there were no appliances in sight, but the countertop were made of slightly pink marble. The entire host club color were variants of the color pink, actually. Yungi wondered if there was if that was for the girls' benefit or if the host club was just obsessed with pink themselves. Knowing what he knew about them, it was probably more the second option. The tray was already set up on a table. The teacups, also pink, all had intricate little designs on them. They matched the pot and the tray and the walls. It was so weird. You get to get out of here before he got swallowed by the decor. 
When he made his way back out into the hustle and bustle, he glanced over back to where Sukjin had been sitting. He wanted to ask him if Namjoon was also just teasing or if he truly was the greatest prick ever invented. Well, Sukjin had guessed now. About five or six girls were staring lovingly at him as he ate. Pounds of food had materialized in front of him in three seconds. It had taken Yugi to grab the tray. And all Sukjin was doing was straight up pouring food directly into his mouth. Yungi stood rooted to the spot as he watched Sukjin talk and eat and somehow not choke to death. Here, I can take that. The weather of the tray disappeared from Yuki's hands. He tore his gaze away from Sukjin to find one dress as a cop walking away with it. Yungi jogged a little to catch up to him. I thought Sukjin was a host. He is. So why is he eating like a pig? The two of them had gone to Taehyung's table girls already. So the kid put the tray down. He just like food. When he strained back up, he stroked the Yungi like he didn't know what else to tell him. And then abruptly, he moved away from a small crowd of people. Yungi didn't think anything of it. He just followed along to try to get some answers out of the most normal member of this mess club. So the girls like it when he just eats in front of them? I thought his thing was how handsome he was or whatever. They like that too, but food is more important to him. And I guess what's important to him is important to them too. Yuki looked back over in Sokjin's direction. Everyone sitting around him seems content. He seemed at ease too. Yuki took a look around the room. Everywhere there happened to be a group of girls, they seemed to be happy. There was a lot more laughter and conversation in here than there had been out in the rest of the school throughout the day. What is this place? He asked Noah in particular. We're the Bulletproof Host Club, came Nanjun voice behind him. Yungi spun around. Our job is to make every girl happy. There was a brief pause in Nanjun's eyes glinting, or something like that. I forget exactly how Taehyung phrased it. Where is the... The kid and cop outfit had disappeared on Yungi. Jung could probably gone off to be by himself. He gets like that when there's too many strangers here. He'll be fine. Don't worry. I'm not worried. The very reason Yungi was even standing there is because he wanted some peace and quiet of his own. Of his own. I just don't get it. You rich people have way too much time on your hands. That got Namji to laugh. Uh, something like that. I believe it's Taehyung's vision. It's not so bad. Being fussed over by a bunch of girls. Yunga's about to ask on earth and I'm Jung. Yunga's about to ask what on earth Namjoon had that was worth fussing over when a loud noise pulled everyone's attention away. What is this? It was Taehyung with a cup held to his eyes. Beside him on the tray was a container of coffee Yungi had bought from the store. Commoner! It's just coffee. Why did it dissolve like that? Because it's instant? Taehyung gasped. <laughs> I can. <laughs> oh my gosh. Taehyung gasped theatrically. A big curious crowd started to form around him. 
You don't even have time to grind your own coffee beans? It was Jimin, sounded distraught from where he was standing between J-Hope's arms. I'll buy something else if it's such a big deal. No! Taehyung held the coffee cup in the air like Simba. I will drink the common coffee. People start clapping and ooing like he was a hero. Yuki felt himself shrivel inside. What dimension had he fallen into and how and when could he leave? After Taehyung had his stuff that instantly collapsed into the ground dead, the others in the room started lining up to try to shit. Some were still afraid. Understandably, not. So someone, Yungi couldn't be sure who, offered to let them have a sip from their mouth. It was at this point that Yungi started for the door. If they wanted him to bear witness to softcore porn, they would have to write in a contract and make him sign it in blood. Otherwise, he was done for the day. He was almost free. He made it to the door. He was turning the handle. And once he was on the other side, he could start sprinting. When he opened the door, he found the girl on the other side. She had shoulder-length hair. She was still clad in her uniform. And she looked both nervous and surprised to see him. Um, is this the Bulletproof Host Club? Well done, Aaron boy. Yunki heard someone jogging up to him. He didn't have to look to know it was Taehyung. You found us another guest. Yuki had no idea how he heard this girl's voice from all the way across from the room when Yuki barely heard her standing directly in front of him. Maybe Taehyung's superpower was just awful timing. When he felt the arm around the back of his neck, Yuki closed his eyes in agony. He was never going to be free. Welcome to the Bulletproof Host Club. How may we help you today? That is the end of chapter one, The Vase, by Nazaris, on Archives of Our Own. The next chapter is A Swarm of Locusts, but we will read that chapter another time. Until then... The club is dismissed.